Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Deemer. Today is Monday, April 5th, 2021, and I am still in the backseat of the car on a road trip heading back to Cleveland to continue the podcast. I don't think I'm going to have a podcast out with the normal quality of sound until either Wednesday, maybe possibly tomorrow, if I can get back in time. But I am sitting in the parking lot of a Harris Teeter to get this show to you. And what I want to do right now is give you those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Bitcoin is in at fifty-nine thousand six hundred and thirty-five dollars, up one point four percent from yesterday. Ethereum, two thousand one hundred and thirty-one dollars, up one point three percent. Binance Coin is flying at three seventy-five fifty-eight, up eight point three percent. Tether at number four. Polkadot forty-four sixty-two, down a half a percent. And Cardano's in the number six spot at one twenty-one, up one point seven percent. Total market cap, we are, wow, nine billion dollars away from two trillion dollar market cap we're at 1.99 trillion dollars with a btc dominance of 55.9 percent and for our episode today editor-in-chief dan roberts was kind enough to send over a conversation he was having with dapper labs had a partnerships katie tedman tops vp of digital tobin lent and espn host Roz gold and they're talking about nfts environmental concerns ownership questions, and if Top Shots is a risk to the NBA. Enjoy this conversation, and I will be back with normal shows, I think, either tomorrow or Wednesday. I apologize in advance. Enjoy. Editor-in-Chief Dan Roberts. You know, guys, we've been talking so much about the engagement aspect and the NBA aspect and fandom and collecting. This is a sports and tech conference. Let's talk a little bit more about the tech here. You know, we've been focused on Top Shot, but obviously, and I keep telling people this, everyone right now is discussing nfts in a larger kind of broad umbrella sense and i always tell people well you have to kind of clarify what sector of nfts are you talking about there's top shot there's nfts for sports rob gronkowski sold a collection of digital cards as nfts pat mahomes did it then you have nft artworks as Roz mentioned and there's you know a whole explosion there but then there's the larger kind of controversy right now and pushback from people who have a number of concerns. You know, first of all, there's the environmental issues and people are worried about that, which I try to explain to people that those concerns are mostly about Ethereum mining. We don't have to get too into the tech there. But secondarily, there are the concerns about depending on the NFT. And again, I always tell people it varies by the marketplace. But what do you really own? What are you getting when you buy an NFT? And maybe, Katie, the way in here is to start with Top Shot. You know, everyone knows that when you watch an NBA game and you hear that disclaimer that says, this telecast is the express copyright of the NBA, and you know you can't rebroadcast it for commercial game without the express written consent. Well, similarly with Top Shots, you know the NBA isn't granting the owner a ton of copyright licenses. So, what are you getting? What are you the owner of once you've bought a Top Shot moment? When yeah, that's a great question, and I think that there's a like for us there's a clear line between true ownership and commercialization. If I go and buy a T-shirt 
um, at TD Garden in Boston, I can't actually go print that T-shirt again and sell it out of a duffel bag in front of TD Garden, although many people do. Um, so you don't have the right to commercialize your um, your assets, but you do have the right to truly own them. And I think when we think about what you truly own, the core of that is the token itself. And that's really code, right? Like you own the data on chain, you own all of the information about the token on chain. For us, you also own the visual piece of it. Um, and we've talked to the NBA many times about, you know, progressing to a point where we're hosting that content on chain somewhere. Frankly, there isn't a system that's good enough to do it yet, but our commitment is that people will own the things they own. Um, and it's crucial to us. And there have certainly been partnerships that have been stalled or we've abandoned entirely where that commitment wasn't there because we think, again, the consumer as the primary focal point for us, there needs to be consumer protection. You need to really own the thing that you own. Um, and for us, there's another piece about having that ecosystem and community around it. And so I think when we look at some of the stuff that um, that's going on right now, not we don't think all of that is going to retain its value for consumers. And we think that to a certain extent, if there is no ecosystem, there is no ecosystem. There's no community to continue to take interest in it. Um, but I think we'll see that play out. And I think we'll see a lot of assets come out in the next three to six months. Some of them will be really great. I mean, I think the Pat Mahomes stuff, sorry, Patrick Mahomes, I don't want his mom to come after me. Um, I think the Patrick Mahomes stuff was great. Like that to me was crypto art more than it was uh, a player activation. And so I think there's a blurry line there. Um, but for us, and especially on the flow side, um, when you own something, you should own it. And we're going to figure out how you can own the, the entirety of it. And Tobin, I'd kick it over to you from Tops because what's interesting is, you know, you guys have already done some, you want to do more. As you discuss NFTs, I imagine in certain rooms with executives, there are people who say, wait a minute, I'm seeing headlines about the environmental impact. And what does that mean? Do things like that uh, stop you guys? Or even the copyright questions, do those give you pause with, with jumping into this market? Yeah, for sure. I mean, those things, obviously, the environmental thing has come up a lot more recently. Um, you know, the, the first issue that we always have to work with, work through with our partners is, you know, like you said, the copyright issues and, you know, also in a more open environment uh, in blockchain, where does that content sit? Can it, can it sit next to something that's a little unsavory or doesn't reflect well on the brand? So working through those uh, kinds of issues is, is really important. But I think, I think these, you know, these companies are getting more um, comfortable, more familiar with how it's working, uh, which is good, but it's still a concern. And then obviously the environmental impact is, is a big, big issue. And, um, you know, the good news is there are some technologies out there that are a lot, have a lot lighter impact on, um, on the environment, you know, things like proof, of, I don't want to get too technical, but proof of, there's some proof of stake type uh, blockchains out there that are a lot better about that. So, you know, look, there are a lot of problems that we're all trying to solve in this space. I think we would agree, I know Katie would agree that there's a tremendous amount of potential in the space that far outweighs, you know, some of these these problems that, frankly, we just uh, need to work through. So uh, I think we'll we'll collectively figure it out. And and Roz, you know, maybe I'd kick it over to you. You're so steeped in, in the basketball world. It's just hard for me to imagine. I'm sure they want one, you know. And quite recently, one of the sports business outlets reported, you know, every league is in talks with Dapper and wants their own NFT version of Top Shot. And my response was, of course they do. But it's hard for me to imagine, say, an NFL one catching on as much. And I guess part of the same question, 
you wonder if the popularity will will peak and valley. You know, you mentioned that once the playoffs start, you think it'll get even hotter. I've wondered what might happen to the top shot market when the NBA season ends. Yeah, I, I'm going to answer quickly here because I definitely think this is a Katie question. But um, <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the things that really works about the NBA, um, we know a lot of the players really well. You know, like it's it's not just the stars. There's a lot of familiarity with a number of players on the rosters, which is not always the same with other sports. And I think that helps, too. Um, I actually think for other sports, perhaps some, a product like a top shot for them might help the marketing and visibility of other players, not just the stars. But um, I also think the NBA has incredible storylines and drama and, you know, all sorts of stuff to follow throughout the season. Today's the the, the trade deadline. A lot of interesting stuff happening right now for the NBA. Um, when the season's over, free agency. Every summer, there are things that have been happening that change the whole shift of power in the league. Um, and then there's the Olympics this summer. Um, so no, there won't be games, but I imagine a good content plan or you know just some way to build on the many riveting storylines happening this summer would be key. And I, I do know that Top Shot, um, I talked with Jacob Eisenberg. He said WNBA was coming. I cover the WNBA so, and I obviously love the woman's game. So I think that's very thrilling. Um, and I cannot wait to see the way you guys uh, bring that out. K Katie, I'll send this one to you. Yeah, we're um, we're working through some stuff with the W right now, but it's the 25th anniversary season. We're super excited to what that can look like within kind of top shot or top shot environment. Um, there are a few things there that we wanna be really conscientious about. One is that we need to build stability into our systems first. And so what we're gonna do with the W or what we're planning to do with the W um, is more of like an MVP, not what the final state would look like. But I think we're super excited to be highlighting the women's game as well. Super spectacular talent on that side. Um, I will, I mean, I'm like, can we get our play policy worked out? Because I don't even want to do a W drop until I can get in on that. <laughs> um, but on the, on the broader question of other leagues, um, I came before I started working for Dapper Labs, I worked for the NFL. Um, and so when I think about the NBA versus the NFL, um, the NBA really blaze a trail in a lot of ways and they're willing to take some risks. And frankly, we were a risk three years ago when we started talking to them. We were we were crypto kitties. Um, the technology had already been proven to be problematic, right? Like Ethereum melted when we launched CryptoKitties and they still said, this is interesting and we're willing to take this call and we're willing to talk about it. So that, that kind of speaks to how far out they're thinking about it. Um, but I think with other leagues, if you think about, you know, the NFL, they don't always do it first, but they try to do it best. And so learning from the NBA is very much in their playbook. Um, and I think that when we think about the kind of products that we would build with other partners, we think about customizing it for those fan bases. We can't just slap NFL players on NBA Top Shot and make it work. And so, you know, starting with that creating fan value perspective, almost ensures that whatever you're going to do is going to be successful. Because if you start with something that fans benefit from, and for us, it was fans had to benefit more than we did. And that's what I meant by that, like um, pack sales versus marketplace transaction volume um, uh, ratio. Um, if fans benefit from it and fans love it, then it'll be successful. And so I think NFL could be incredibly successful. I always say, you know, one of those one-handed Odell Beckham Jr. end zone catches when he was with the Giants, like I'm first in line for that. 
Yeah, and and Katie, I'm waiting for when you guys add uh, vintage plays as top shots. You know, I want to see like Havlicek steals the ball as an NFT. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think when you think about what happens when the season ends, there's a ton of content that we could look at backwards at and keep, you know, the economy moving. The W plays in the NBA offseason, so there's lots of content there. Um, we've been really happy with the one historic pack we dropped um, for anybody who got a Tim Duncan or a Steve Nash, uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Like, those are those are great, and those are really iconic players and iconic plays um, from those players. So uh, we think about it as a full year season it's not there is no off season for nfts thank you for listening to this episode of the decrypt daily my name is matthew diemer please go to apple podcast never mind <laughs> i don't want you to be like this dude's recording a podcast from his car while he's on vacation look the crypto space doesn't sleep i don't want to sleep i don't want to leave you in the dark without a conversation or at least price updates because the crypto space never sleeps i'm also tuned in all the time and i know you are too anyway i'll see you tomorrow and until then happy hodling <laughs>